Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to talk to you about our tagline, Fit to be First. And exactly why that resonates so strongly for us in the way we approach how to help horses and dogs and the humans that we interact with. This becomes a very important part of your ability to continue doing what you're doing or doing what you love to do. Because so many people think, oh, you know, I, I, I ride horses. I ride five, six horses, eight horses, 10 horses a day. So why should I need to work out? Why should I need to do anything other than that to be at the top of my game? And fit is a word with a lot of different meanings. Fit, are you qualified? Are you in the right behavior for the abilities you have? Are you emotionally, physically, in in all ways ready to take on the task that you would like to accomplish? Fit to be first does not necessarily mean that you are striving for the Olympic podium. It means that you must be fit first in mind, body, and spirit before you can actually accomplish your specific goals. And this shows up time and time again in the sport worlds. You know, you can't always just be that weekend warrior and go out and do wonderful things as as age begins to approach your body, it makes changes. And all of a sudden, recovery isn't as fast as what you would like it to be. And that affects your fitness on not just a physical level, but then that starts to affect you on a mental level. Now, all of a sudden, you're mentally tired. You're mentally not ready to do what you think you should be doing. But you try to do it anyway. And the consequences don't always turn out to be so wonderful. So fitness is often a place of readiness. It's a place of readiness in your mind, and then it's a place of readiness in your body. If you run agility and your mind isn't fit, that dog is not going to be able to take your cues and follow you, and you may not be able to actually run that course that you have to be there for for your dog to actually maintain their best performance. Obviously, if you're riding and your fitness level comes from a place of fear and a place of holding your breath, you are not fit for that ride, whether it's a trail ride or a meter 40. Okay, so I want you to begin to expand your understanding of fitness and let's delve into what does it take to actually create the fit to be first mindset and lifestyle. So you have to think about what it is that you want to accomplish. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? How, how do you want, what level do you want to be? And understand that every level takes a certain amount of fitness. What is that fitness? And this is part of the determination of where you're going to be. You have to have a certain amount of fortitude 
You have to have self-control. You have to have self-worth. You have to have self-love. Because there are times you're going to go, you're going to be hating on yourself for not doing what you thought you could do. And there are other times you're going to be excelling at what you do. So again, like Wendy said, the fitness is of so many different levels. It starts with choice. And it starts often with choosing to focus on that which you want to accomplish. So fitness does not begin with lifting weights and fitness does not begin with doing cardio and fitness does not begin with meditating. Fitness begins with you making a choice that showing up as your best self, imagining where you want to have your excellence manifest and then taking the steps and the steps are mind steps, body steps, breathing steps, surrounding yourself with those who support and influence you, listening to things that support and help you along the path that you've chosen. For me, my level of fitness, and sometimes I'm to be first in stall mucking because, you know, if I'm going to show up there. It takes a little fitness, that's for sure. It takes fitness. It takes choosing. It takes competitive because you should actually see us in the morning seeing who can actually muck with the best ergonomics, muck with the best attitude, muck and breathing and making sure we accomplish it. And I know this can sound ridiculous and yet. If you can make your behaviors ritualistic, if you can make your behaviors such that it nurtures your mind, body, spirit, if I can take a chore and make it into an exercise, that's an accomplishment. That puts me on the fit to be first rung of my personal ladder. Yeah, because it becomes dull, boring, repetitive mind-numbing, what's going to happen is, A, you're not going to want to do it. B, the, the opportunity for injury really starts to set in. Because even in just something as simple as mucking a stall, if you repetitively do the same thing over and over again without thinking about it, eventually you're going to end up with a shoulder problem, a neck problem, a wrist problem, there's a low back discomfort. Because... You are not fit to be first. And it's the attitude of gratitude for being able to have any choice whatsoever in your life is a great place to start. So you can be grumpy and then you can hold your breath and then you can tighten your muscles and then things can hurt and then things take longer and then you don't feel like doing anything when you're done because you've exhausted yourself in doing that which had to be done. The fit to be first attitude is, hey, I've got to do this. I'm going to make sure that I hydrate first so that I've got something to sweat out and make your ritual before I walk out the door I'm getting the 16 ounces of water in always. That is my step one 
up the ladder. The second is if I've had left hand down, right hand up, left foot forward three times, I switch it. And it has become such a routine that I can then feel the motion through my abdomen. And now I know I am engaging muscles that are going to help sustain as the day goes on. In a human practice, we have had hundreds of thousands of humans come through our doors where they've got pains from, and you know, activities of daily living, ADLs. I would say, well, do you switch sides? Do you move? Do you always do things in the same detrimental way? Or do you look towards the future you want and make a choice to do things in a healthier way? It's easy. It is very easy to start using both sides of your brain both sides of your body, and to breathe. Everything about that is simple once you've decided that you matter. And again, it becomes down to that consistency once you start that pattern to continue using it, to continue teaching your body, to continue to learn new patterns. Because Shoveling to the right one, all, you know, all the time might be the easiest thing for you. Try, and all of a sudden you go left. Try, get up in the morning, get up tomorrow morning and brush your teeth with your opposite hand. See how that goes. Because it's about retraining. So fitness is a lot about retraining parts of you that just don't you do that pattern very often. So you have to do it. It was interesting because we were in, uh, we were up in South Carolina doing some, doing some work. And we were talking to one of our clients and, and she said, yes, my, my son-in-law is a professional golfer, a young professional golfer, just starting out. And all the other professional golfers had come to him and said, look, we know you can't afford this, but what we're telling you right now is you can't afford not to have this. You need to have a physical therapist that comes with you that helps you train your body and your mind, all parts of you hitting a thousand golf balls a day doesn't make you fit. It makes you pattern oriented, which also makes you, if anybody out there plays golf, open to low back injuries. So maintaining fitness through every part of their body and learning to swing from the opposite side, do things to balance your body is very, very huge. So you have to do things to help balance your mind. That's why the breathing, doing things from both sides, that's balance. Creating that balance creates longevity. And feeding yourself correctly. You feed yourself for the body that you want to do the activity and perform at the level you choose. There isn't a right body type. There isn't a right body weight. There isn't a right way to look. There's what's best for you to live the life that you would be most gratified doing and feeding your mind that. Waking up in the morning going, I'm going to be late. I, you know, I just know I'm going to be late. You'll be right. So why not make a choice that says, Today, I'm just going to do things a bit better than yesterday. I'm going to actually think 
before I reach for what I'm going to eat. I'm going to think before I pattern myself the way I always have and ask myself, is there another way? Is there a way that suits me better? The more you begin to question, that is mental gymnastics and mental gymnastics improves your fitness. We had just had another one of our friends that, uh, a vet friend that was just in a bad auto accident and she broke her jaw in five places. And she realizes that it wasn't just the jaw fractures when she woke up in the hospital not remembering things, but now all of a sudden she notices her mental fog, her mental clarity is gone. And she was saying that if she starts to get overwhelmed, it's like a Peanuts, adults in the Peanuts uh, movies where all of a sudden people, the adults are talking and it just sounds like wah, wah, wah. And that's what happens inside her brain because it, she's overwhelmed. And anyone who's in any kind of sporting activity that I've ever met, injury is always a possibility or a probability. Some, you get hurt somewhere along the line. What's it take to recover? That, what's it take to get back that fitness level? And one of the things I noticed she wrote and she told me, she said, I realized my gratitude I have just for being able to wake up and open my eyes in the morning has been changed. She has that gratitude right off the bat. And that gratitude creates an attitude which will help her heal. And so that's the first step is having that gratitude allow yourself to take the time to heal. And to realize that you are up to you. Playing the blame game, I, I um, notice that what gets in the way in people's fitness often is other people's opinions. Well, you know, you're too this or you're too that or you're too old or you're too thin or you're too fat or you're too you. Well, yep, you're 100% you. So you're up to you. The path isn't about perfection. The path is about progress. You know, we always say, oh my God, they were an overnight success. They came out of nowhere. No, they came out of persistence and dedication and goal orientation. And you noticed them yesterday. So all of the work that you're doing in the background is for you and by you. It's about movement. It's about moving a little bit more. It's about breathing a little bit more consciously. It's about eating a little bit more consciously. And it's about that competition within yourself with how can I make today a bit brighter? I mean, for me, I have to admit, I have taken to finding something that makes me smile every morning and every evening. And I share that on Instagram. And I share my good morning, often it's a duck, ducks make me happy, uh, or the puppies, or the sunsets, or the, the, the sunrises. Wind, the sunrises, which, you know, now there's a house in the way, so I t play with the ducks instead. Instead of bemoaning, you know, I have a fitness goal, and then I smash my knee. So I made a different goal in the meantime. Keep your eyes focused on improvement 
and be kind in your judgment of yourself. You know, if you are capable of flexibility, changing the goal to suit what's real for you today and having multiple goals and multiple opportunities to give yourself a a positive score in step one. And people will say, oh, I took three steps back. Really? Really? Or did you learn something? Did you learn something that will help you approach things differently? I, I implore you to have a mindset that allows you to be fit to be first among you, not first among many, first in your self-esteem, which does not in any way put anyone else down. You know, I I used to have a colleague that would uh, get blue ribbons because he was the only one in the class. It's, um, it was a great metaphor. I didn't realize it at the time. (laughs) It's like, wow, how did he do? Well, at least he didn't get second out of one, you know. Uh, if your voice inside your head isn't your own, change the channel. Get rid of the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Take action. You know, of all things, uh, you, you have to take action. You have to take that first step. You've got to move yourself in a direction. If it's not the right direction, choose a different action. Go in a different direction. But always keep striving, pushing yourself a little bit more yourself. Don't let other people push you because that's going to happen too. Other people, I see, the, I see this too many times in CrossFit, and that always has seemed to have led to an injury. My, well, they said to do 10 more, and you were exhausted before you did the first three. So remember, it's your fitness that matters. Your mental fitness, your physical fitness, your body fitness, your mind fitness. It's your goals that are important, not someone else's. And I would say that if I look back at the goals that I set early on, it's amazing the path I took to get there. And I'm standing right on top of the pedestal with you, talking to you, building the life I dreamt and the only thing that I didn't dream was the circuitous path it took me to get here (laughs) and I'm grateful for you I'm grateful for all of you listening and invite you to send in your wishes wants and comments so that we can respond to them I'm Dr. Wendy Corin and I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist and this has been an Equiline podcast